Join us now for Education Matters, a weekly look at the real people and real stories in education across North Carolina. Welcome to another episode of Education Matters presented by the Public School Forum of North Carolina. I'm your host, Keith Poston. Today on the show, we're going to talk about preparing our next generation of school leaders. Why is principal development important? What are we doing well? And what are the gaps and challenges in North Carolina? Like every week before we tackle our main topic, we open with our segment we call Headlines, a quick scan of education headlines across North Carolina and the U.S. Last week, the North Carolina House passed HB 6, the Ed Finance Reform Task Force PED Report Bill. This bill will create a new 19-member task force on education finance reform that will begin work on or before October 1st of this year. The task force will be charged with studying and then developing a new funding model for the state's public schools based on a new weighted student formula, an approach we talked about on an earlier program. It's unclear how the Senate might approach it. Last week, one of the topics we talked about on the show was LGBT youth in our schools. The same day we taped, the Trump administration released an order that reversed previous guidance by the Obama administration that said transgender students have the right to use public school restrooms that match their gender identity. The Department of Education and Department of Justice notified the U.S. Supreme Court late last Wednesday that the administration is ordering the nation's schools to disregard that previous guidance. Observers believe the Supreme Court is still likely to take up the matter at some point given lower court rulings and ongoing challenges. Two weeks ago, we focused on North Carolina's private school voucher program. This past week, the New York Times reported on several recent studies that have been done on existing private school voucher programs and the results are not good. In fact, three new studies show private school vouchers may actually harm students who receive them. In Indiana, voucher students who transfer to private schools experience significant losses in math achievement and no improvement in reading. In Louisiana, researchers found large negative results in both reading and math. Public elementary school students who started in the 50th percentile in math actually dropped to 26th percentile after transferring to a private school. And then the most recent study, which was released by a pro-school choice Fordham Institute, found that Ohio students who use vouchers to attend private schools fared worse academically compared to their peers attending public schools. Finally, on a positive note, coming out of the College Board, the number of U.S. high school students taking advanced placement or AP tests continues to rise, and so do the results. Last year, 1.1 million students nationally took AP exams with an average of 21.9% scoring high enough to earn college credit. Massachusetts led all states with 31% of its students hitting that mark. National data shows the number of public high school students taking at least one AP exam has doubled in 10 years. North Carolina students, while scoring slightly under the national average, did show gains too and high enough AP scores to rank the state 19th overall. Remember, you can visit the Public School Forum's website at ncforum.org, click on Education Matters, and read more about each of these headlines as well as all the other topics we cover each week. As I said at the top of the show, we're going to talk about school leadership, specifically principals and assistant principals, and we have some terrific guests today to help us better understand the need to prepare and develop those leaders. First with us, we have Dr. Tom Williams. Tom is the president of Strategic Educational Alliances, but we've got Tom on because Tom also spent 32 years uh, in the public schools of North Carolina, including the last seven years as superintendent of Granville County Schools. And next to Tom is Lisa Stewart. Lisa is a current principal 
in three years in as a principal, actually we're going to talk about the, the fact that we have a lot of, uh, of new principals. She is at Grays Creek High School in Cumberland County, actually in Hope Mills, uh, which is where my mom lives. So thank you both for being here today. Um, Lisa, I want to um, start with you first. You were a classroom teacher, I think you told me, for 16 years That's right. before moving into a, being an assistant principal mm -hmm. and principal. What didn't you know? Uh, well, you'd like to think you go through your college and you get to get your degree and you know everything you need to know. But once you get the keys, the story changes a little bit. I was fortunate when I became an assistant principal, I had a great support network, and now that I'm principal in my third year, I do have that support network, but there's a lot of learning going on, a lot of on-the-job training. Right, I mean, you're in the school building, the, the buck stops with you, right? Yes, sir. So, and so, yes, you've, sir. so you've got a lot of, uh, you know, folks, let's call them stakeholders. You've know, yes. you got students first, obviously. Absolutely. Their parents, all the teachers that look up to you. So sort of where does, um, uh, we're going to talk about leadership. That's mm -hmm. one of the, the themes we want to talk about. Where does the idea of sort of leadership come in for you in, in a role being the leader of the school? Well, sometimes I feel like I'm more of the best cheerleader than the leader of the school. I have to motivate the students, the parents, the community, and the teachers. As all, we mentioned stakeholders earlier. The community is a major part of that as well. But being the leader, I have to motivate them to always want to do their best, to make today better than yesterday. And sometimes that's hard, but a lot of times, at my school at least, I have teachers that can help support that as well as my administrative team. Right. Tom, let me, let me uh, talk to you. I mentioned your, your background, but you're also very involved as a coach for principals um, uh, like Lisa. Um, as a superintendent, how critical were, were people like Lisa in making sure that you, as the, as the leader of the school district, um, could accomplish the goals that you wanted to accomplish? Well, we always viewed the principalship as a part of the senior leadership team because really their alignment with what the district needs and what the district goals are and being able to translate that to the uniqueness of their school, their culture, um, and their students' needs is, is critical. So uh, the principal's role is uh, really where the action is of really blending uh, the district need and vision and direction with what's happening daily with students and teachers and parents in the local schools. And it's the role's changed a lot. You were a principal too, but I mean, 2017, the, uh, a modern principal, they've got a lot on their plate, right? Yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a tremendous um, challenge and opportunity, but I think really uh, uh, among the most exciting opportunities is being that school principal leader and um, helping see uh, students and faculty improve. So I mentioned leadership development, and Lisa's in a program now that you're affiliated with, too, the Distinguished Leadership and Practice through the uh, North Carolina uh, Principals and Assistant Principals Association. Tell me a little bit about what that program focuses on. That program was created to recognize the gap in opportunities for school leaders to have ongoing professional development. So uh, the Principals Association uh, developed uh, the vision for a program as a blended model uh, with about 150 hours of contact, both online and face-to-face. -face. It's grounded in the best research practices around the North Carolina evaluation standards for the seven areas for principals and the 21 competencies, and then embeds it in their setting. So the assignments, the work, the conversation is really from their own data in their school, their own needs, and developing uh, improvement plans from there. So at least we, we, I mentioned my first question was about what didn't you know. I'm assuming that this kind of professional development uh, you found pretty important. Oh, it's amazing what I've learned through it and then the, the networks I've made with other principals in this program. It's opened my eyes to what I can do better as that school leader to make my school the best possible school, not only in the district, but just in our eyes in the state. You know, we just, we strive to be the best. 
DLP has taught me and helped me and guided me in that. Right. What is, uh, if, if you, uh, thinking back on, I, I guess, not just this particular professional development, but other sort of mm -hmm. development opportunity, what is, what are some of the key takeaways that you, know, you mentioned? I mean, you said being the greatest cheerleader, but it's also yeah. managing the, the mm -hmm. school. What are some of the, mm -hmm. the key takeaways that you've got? Um, the managerial part has been a major takeaway for me in past previous, um, excuse me, past professional developments that I've had. Uh, and then DLP is kind of focused on that as well, so it's kind of built that foundation for me. Right. Tom, what, um, so you're working with a lot of principals in your, in some of your current work. I mean, so what are you hearing from them about the profession itself and, and, you know, coming into it? I mean, it's, um, you know, we have to, we are worried about our pipeline, not just for our teachers, but yeah. our school leaders. I think with the Distinguished Leadership and Practice Program now over the last six years, there's been about a thousand principals uh, that have been engaged in that, um, that program and, and creating the network that Lisa mentioned. Um, the dynamics of the change, uh, the program has to respond to the changing conditions. The first year of that program, what was happening in North Carolina, what was the leading edge research, the impact of digital tools was one thing compared to where it is now. So. I see that you know in, in trying to prepare the principals uh, is making sure and support them that they have the opportunity to continue to develop their skills and um, build kind of their toolkit as they as they move forward. Mm -hmm. do, do, do you um, do programs like this also deal with uh, we've had some principals on before and they talk about social media and sort of the mm -hmm. rapid pace. Do you yeah. talk about that in the programs? It's, it's actually embedded in the program mm -hmm. and, okay. and it's really, we've seen, you know, through the Principal Association, a tremendous change of where, where school leaders were with even local policies around social media to now where a lot of schools are really using social media to communicate to their parents mm -hmm. and their public. So Lisa can probably mm -hmm. talk yeah, well, more yeah, you, 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 I'm sure you've had, I mean, cause I, I guess when I throw it out, I'm thinking about the, um, the crises and the things that happen, but it's actually a it's really a important right. um, communications tool. It is such a positive tool for me at Grace Creek High School. I tweet, um, I go into a classroom and I see a great lesson. I'll tweet it out, look what the kids are doing today, or if we have an event at school, a, a career night at school, right. I'll tweet that out, or we, have, we also have our school Facebook page. So social media is, is a tool that every principal needs to be utilizing. Right, so you hear that, parents, if you're, if, if, you're, if, you're, if you're a Grace Creek High School parent, you need to be following uh, Lisa Stewart, right. so you, can, you, you can direct message her too, and you also Absolutely. should be able, But Absolutely. no, we've seen the schools are doing a great job with social media, so thank you both for being here. We're gonna have some more conversation in the next segment, but when we come back, um, we are gonna have someone who leads one of the um, uh, state's most effective principal leadership programs, but as we go to break, see if you can answer this question. What percentage of North Carolina principals have less than five years of experience as a principal? Welcome back to Education Matters. Did you correctly answer D, 60%? That's right, today 60% of our principals in North Carolina have less than five, year, five years of experience as a principal. 
Now let's welcome our next guest to the program. We have um, Dr. Bonnie Fazzarelli, uh, friend of the show. Thank you for being here. Uh, Bonnie is at NC State University. Um, and she, in addition to being the director of uh, the Northeast Leadership Academy out of mm -hmm. NC State, you're also a professor in the department. I'll make sure I get this right. Educational Leadership, Policy, and Human Development. But really, you do a lot of research and teaching on the, the whole area of leadership and education. So I think this is your perfect guest for us. Well, thank you. Thank you very much for having me here. Uh, talking about leadership and leadership development is one of my passions and it's actually one of the most important things that we can be talking about in education. Well, let's go right to it then. Why? Why are principals essential to school performance? Why are they important? Principals impact 25% of student achievement, which means that the teachers have the most impact, but the principal's right there at 25%. In okay. fact, our most highly performing principals, the top 16%, can get two to seven months more learning for students each year. And importantly, the effective principals, they help to retain really great teachers. Right. In fact, I think we're going to have a, one of our stats we'll have on screen during one of the commercial breaks talks about North Carolina teachers. I know mm -hmm. you're familiar with that study that said right. that was the, the, the main or the number one determining factor for a teacher returning to their school or even staying in teaching is the principal. That's right. So, well, how do they do it? I mean, how does one, you know, how does a, the, the one person who's managing that school have that kind of impact on individual student achievements? So what's the, what's the secret sauce? Well, principals set the culture. They set the climate, the tone, high expectations, and they actually set the culture to have a joyous learning environment if they're doing it really well, where kids want to be in school and teachers want to be engaged. Your statistic at 60% doesn't surprise me, because right. nationally we have a turnover rate of one-fourth of the principal's turnover every year, and about 50% of principals stop being principals by the third year. Wow. And that tells us there's a real problem. There's a problem with the job and there's a problem with the preparation. Right, because I mean, we're, we, we often talk about sort of a couple of different pieces when it comes to teachers and principals. Mm -hmm. It's the compensation, which mm -hmm. is a challenge uh, yes. for principals in North Carolina right now. Also, the lack of so, sort of support and development. Right. This is a tough job. Right. Um, so, what pro so what makes programs like the one that you lead out of NC State um, unique? Well, I think part of it is getting people really well prepared for the job so that they don't do that turnover that we were just talking about. That actually would save poor districts over $36 million in the United States. Principal turnover is very expensive for high poverty districts. $163 million would be saved nationally if That's we didn't have such turnover. That's just because you're having to go in and basically retrain right. over and over again. That's right. Retraining, placement costs, human resources, all of those things. But what, what we have to do is really prepare people for the work. And we do that at NC State. We've been a leader in principal preparation for many years now. We're one of only five programs nationally to have ever earned the title of exemplary. And we have that because we really engage in authentic learning experiences for our students. We work closely with the districts to make sure that we're training them on the right strategies. And we have a lot of partners. We get grant money. So that grant money helps us to support being able to do innovative things. We have two U.S. Department of Ed grants and two from the state of North Carolina, which we thank the legislature for. Right. And, and we also have a big, a really important grant, which is with the Wallace Foundation. The Wallace Foundation has a $47 million initiative to revamp principal preparation programs across the country. And that's going to help drive the conversation, not just nationally, but here in North Carolina as well. Well, there does seem to be an emerging um, uh, 
um, consensus about the importance of this? I mean, I see the press releases and news stories with, mm -hmm. with your name and NC State and other uh, programs like NC Papas all the time. Yes. It seems like the last couple of years, that's a good thing, right? So we're, right. we're recognizing the critical role that principals play and what we need to do for them. Right. And NC Papas program, actually the one that you were just pre previously speaking about, Distinguished Leadership and Practice, we actually saw a need for current principals that were mentoring our aspiring leaders to get training as well. So we partnered with NC Papa and they actually deliver a modified version of that to our aspiring principals along with their current principals. And so it takes a village to make a great leader. And it's not just universities, it's not just professional organizations, it's everybody coming together to work for the betterment of our children. And having a great school leader, um, in, in fact, um, it's important for all schools, but particularly for schools that are um, low-performing schools. I mean, you think about sort of schools that need to be turned around. Absolutely, the lowest-performing schools, um, the principal actually has the biggest impact on achievement. And part of that again is going back to being able to retain the best teachers for those students, and it becomes really essential that they have consistency because every time a principal leaves, there's a dip in student achievement. And um, I know for us, our fellows are coming out of our program ready to hit the ground running. I'll give you an example of Carol Mazell in Bertie County. Um, when she came into her school, it was around 30-something percent proficiency. In less than two years, she took that school from an F school to a C school, and they're still moving on ahead. And that sort of on-the-ground impact, fresh out of the program, is what we need to see for each of our kids, because they can't wait for us to backfill with professional so, development. So, so real quick, we're almost out of time, but, so, but what, can the, what can the state do um, to, to help ensure we have more principals like the one you just described? Is it just really need some more resources for programs like yours? It is more resources for programs like ours, but it's actually a really cheap fix. There are only 100,000 principals in this country. There's only 2,600 principals in North Carolina. There's only 3,000 3, assistant principals. If you were actually to take the cost of putting each of those folks through a really rigorous, high-quality program like we have at NC State, you could actually spread that across all of students. It'd be about $6 per student. Wow. And so it's, it's a good investment. It's an investment that you would want for your children to have an excellent leader in their school. And it's one we should be doing because our international competitors are doing that. Well, sounds like a great idea and a great investment. Thank you for being on and talking about it. We'll Thank have you. to have, have you on more. I feel like we just, we just scratched the surface. So we, thanks, Bonnie. Thanks, Keith. After the break, this week's Leadership Spotlight. Each week, Education Matters spotlights individuals demonstrating exceptional leadership in education in North Carolina based on nominations from you, our viewers. This week, we spotlight Louis Fontenot, a cafeteria manager from Wakefield Middle School here in Wake County. Leadership Spotlight is presented by the NC STEM Center, strategies that engage minds. I didn't come in trying to be a, a cafeteria manager. I just wanted to work with kids, and I enjoy it. I really do. Uh, he's a great person, and so the kids know that, that they can see when someone's sincere and when they can trust someone, and so they are drawn to him because they see his true nature. When the kids come in the lunchroom, it is, where is Mr. Lewis? Not, where's my seats? Not, where's my food? Not, where's my friend group? I've just walked by during lunch duty and just heard kids just pouring out their story to them. And sometimes we just forget that kids just need somebody to listen to them and somebody that, that can relate to it and experience them and just 
maybe offer some advice down the line or just how they would tackle it. You never know what they're going through at home and so much negativity in the world. You, um, this is a positive place that they can come to. Some of the teachers come and ask me, like, can you talk to so-and-so? And, and I'm never gonna turn that down. During track season, I kind of was down. I didn't want to run track. And he kind of told me, he's like, when you restart something, you know, you always gotta go finish it. And he asked me who my favorite player was. Um, and I told him my favorite athlete was LeBron. And that's also his favorite athlete. So it's kind of like, when me and him are, can relate to something like that, he's like, LeBron will always finish through something. If anything's on your mind, he can tell, and he's just one of those people that you just can talk to if you're feeling bad or anything. Uh, in schools, we talk about like a lot of, you know, obviously academic learning, um, social and emotional learning, and teaching like the whole child. And Lewis just really goes kind of above and beyond that inherently. So it's just kind of who he is. Um, nobody's prompted him to just be um, kind of a fun, loving person with the kids and, and be somebody they can lean on in tough times or help them talk through grades or help them figure out what they're eating for lunch. Um, he just kind of does that naturally. That's just who he is. And it's just really hard to, um, find a person like that that just that's just what they do they just take care of kids um, so we, we run a basketball club every Thursday and I just walked up to Lewis and said you know do you want to play and he was just like absolutely no questions asked the first time I played with him was yesterday it was very fun he's very he is such a good person he he's outgoing he's courageous he's funny he's everything in one person the kids think I'm old so <laughs> They don't think I can play. They have to know that it's not all just work, work, work. You can't just get on a kid, fuss at them, tell them what they're doing wrong, and, and not show them that fun side also. I like kids a lot, so this is just where I think I'm supposed to be. I wouldn't change anything. Thank you, Lewis, for what you do every day. Um, if you know someone who deserves to be recognized, visit our website, ncforum.org, and click on Education Matters, and you'll find a link to nominate someone in your community. After the break, this week's final word. This is the second episode of Education Matters devoted exclusively to principals since we launched this show just a few short months ago. The first one we focused on the changing role of principals and highlighted the dismal state of principal pay in North Carolina where we rank 50th nationally in average pay. Today we talked about the importance of professional development and leadership. Remember that Q&A at our first break? 60% of our principals in North Carolina have less than five years experience in the position. Principals are no different than any other profession. They get better as they get more experience and more development and training. Now you've probably heard that no school-based factor matters more to student achievement than the teacher. In fact, researchers have calculated and estimate that the teacher accounts for more than a third of the variation in overall school's achievement. But as Bonnie mentioned earlier, guess what? The same research found that principals represent nearly 25% of that variation. So while individual teachers have a tremendous impact on their own students' achievement, it takes multiple in-school factors coming together to significantly improve student performance on a large scale, and it's the principal that can bring all those factors together. The impact of a great school leader goes beyond improved stats and test scores. 
North Carolina teachers have said that the principal is the most single most important factor they consider when deciding to return to that school or even to stay in teaching the next year. There are virtually no ver documented instances of troubled schools being turned around without intervention by a powerful school leader. Our public schools have a lot of needs. Our teachers are still underpaid compared to other states and certainly in other professions, given their relative importance to society. Many of our schools lack basic resources, forcing, forcing teachers to buy classroom supplies out of their own pocket. They'll do it, but it's not right. This year we have the opportunity as a state to make critical and much needed new investments in public education. And few investments, investments offer a clearer return on investment than investing in school leaders. That includes raising the embarrassingly low pay, but it also includes investing more in great programs like the one that guest Bonnie Fuzzarelli described in Tom Williams. North Carolina is going to keep it some, if, if it's North Carolina is going to keep the emerging leaders we have and continue to fill the pipeline with the next generation of great principals, now is the time to act. That's it for this week's Education Matters. Next week's show will be newsmakers and newsbreakers as we talk to education leader making news and two education reporters covering it. Thanks for watching and we'll see you next week.